Hey, it's time for some sponsors. 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 <laughs> I can't do it like that. Sorry. <laughs> what a waste. Uh, so let's start with Popple. Ooh, Popple. So here's the thing. If you are a business owner, if you are a professional, what I... If you're a human on the planet and you want yeah. people to have your information, right? Are you, the way right. To go. You need to trade information, right? And even Perfect. more so if you are a geek like me, <laughs> a big muscly geek, a big muscly <laughs> geek, because I like analytics. You do. I like numbers. Yes. And Popple provides me with my daily dose, like several times a day, right. Of analytics <laughs> and numbers, I get to see who's clicking on what, how many people have clicked on things. It's fabulous. Yep. And I get their contact info. So it's just, it's a great networking tool. It's a great business building tool. So if you do not have one, you need one. You do. Go to traviscrutcher.com slash popple. You can save 20% on a myriad of products. They've got a yes. ton of stuff. So check that out. Right. Great for yourself. Great for gifts too. Great for gifts. That's how I ended up with mine. Because somebody, <laughs> this cute chick got me one for a gift. Uh, you, I think you know her. Yeah. 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 I'm familiar. She's hot. Anyway, um, it's also brought to you by, she was also brought to you by EPS. Yes. So I'm still super excited about something yep. else that I'm excited about. I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier mm -hmm. is that I, someone in the company, I can't remember who it was, um, actually wrote Tesla of the skies Nice on LinkedIn. Nice. And I was like, Hmm, wonder where that came from. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I already bought the domain name, so it's too late. <laughs> But they are awesome. They build yeah. incredible powertrains for aircrafts, Boeing, uh, you know, you name it. But they are also working on electric aircraft, which is incredible. super exciting. Yeah, really uh, amazing. Jetsons level stuff. <laughs> and they have a podcast now. They do. And the podcast name is, I love it. Yeah. It's the Aviation Renaissance with Spencer and Spencer. Right, because there's two Spencers. There's two totally uniquely separate, their own DNA Spencers. <laughs> That host the show together, and they're both awesome people. So check out the link for that show in the description of this episode as well, because it's pretty incredible what they're mm -hmm. doing. They they kind of highlight some of their talent and the road they got to where they're at. So it's very cool. Um, we're also brought to you by Ian, Ian the Pixie Planner, the, pixie the planner. hairiest pixie. That's right, self-proclaimed <laughs> hairiest pixie on the planet. Um, but so Ian is like your one-stop shop man yeah. for all things, all travel planning, Disney. You know, both Coast Disney, anything right. Disney, Sandals, Disney Cruise Lines, other cruise lines, um, Universal Studios. Yep. I mean, and that's like really a big push, like you've said before, a big mm -hmm. push for Universal right now. Right. People got to get that Butterbeer, man. That's they right. get their Harry Potter on. <laughs> that's right. You do need to get your Harry Potter on. And if on. you want to get your Harry Potter, you're going right. to need a Harry Pixie to that's get you there. Right. Oh, damn. So good. So good at this job. <laughs> um, but he is an amazing guy. He's a veteran, and he's just an all-around great guy. He'll do all the legwork for you. Yep. So he'll, he'll book it every... And, and here's the deal. If you... Lay in a, a package with Ian, and in the next month or two before your trip comes up, there's a better deal. He's going to hook you up. That's awesome. So uh, definitely head and shoulders above his peers. So check him out, and his link is in the description. But if you go to, what did I make it? Uh, TravisCrutcher.com slash. Pixie Ian. Pixie Ian. <laughs> it's going to take you straight to his stuff. Uh, save you a little legwork there. Also, the link is in the description of this episode. This episode. Yes. Today is not exactly the lighthearted stuff that we do. 70% of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, because a lot of folks have been asking for us to cover this topic, the mm. topic being grief. Yes. And it's one that you kept saying, yeah, we should do that. We should do that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe later. <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't think it's important. It's because I, I finally did a little reflective thinking like, oh, it's because I have a hard time processing through the stages. Yeah. I, I kind of ignore them right. altogether. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that's not good for you. No, it's no. not. No. Mental health may. We're focusing on some of these, these things that to help correct. with our mental health. That is correct. So... <laughs> Uh, let's just jump into it without further uh or any more. Do. 
Here comes their show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Discovery. Go and throttle up. Base here. The Eagle has landed. Hi, right, here we go. Here we are. Showtime. It is. So grief. Yes. Grief tis tis the topic. Yes, it is. Um, and not like Charlie Brown. <laughs> right. Not, not like, like good, good grief. grief. <laughs> not good. No. Um, uh, anyway, so here's the deal. I'm I'm going to let you take point on this because Ooh. you have been you've been really. I won't say excited because it might be bad verbiage, but you've right. been very motivated to do this show. Yeah, I think it's an important topic. And so I'm going to let you hit it and I will interject <laughs> as necessary. Or even if it's not necessary, I'll probably still interject. Please do. I go hope ahead. you will. <laughs> um, no, see, I just did it. Oh, look at that. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I think grief is an important topic because most of the time we connect it with the loss of someone that we have loved. And that is not always the thing that actually giving us grief. There are a lot of reasons why a person could have grief and there are a lot of stages that you go through and there's a lot of work you have to do to get comfortable in feeling all the feelings and coming out on the other side. Still a changed person, but still a capable, forward-moving person. Yeah, and so here's where you lose me. And I, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Like This is going to be an honest show. Yeah. Um, what you said... That will totally, it's where you lose most people like yeah. me, is feeling all the feelings. Feeling the feelings. Um, and I will say that is a, it's not a, a you know, it's not just dudes no. who don't want to feel the feelings. Right. It, but there are there are a lot of folks who are like, ah, I'm just going to bury that way down inside. Right. Well, I think the truth of it is, is there are certain feelings that we're comfortable with. So maybe you're comfortable being angry, or maybe you're comfortable being sad, right. or maybe you're comfortable just ignoring and the problem with that is you get perpetually stuck in that and you never get to move to the next stage. Right. And so you never really end up with the peace that you need to be able to comfortably and confidently say, I have worked through it and while I'm changed, I'm, I'm better and I'm stronger and I've learned things and now I can reach back and help the next person who is at the beginning of their grief journey. Right. And, I, you know, I'm sure we're going to share a few examples. Yeah. But you said there's emotions you're comfortable with. Right. And so I will self-admit self <laughs> here on this one that my most familiar and comfortable emotion is probably anger. Yeah. I have a really fun, exciting way of turning everything <laughs> into anger. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where with, with the comfort level, it's because through most of my life, right. being able to hone whatever emotion into anger usually fostered some sort of determination and right. then helped me push through to whatever was next. But, you know, case in point, when it comes to grief, it's if you're, if you're in the cycle of getting stuck on that one emotion right. and you've done it with all things in your life and then life is busy and swirly yeah. when grief hits, you are really going to be stuck in that. I'm, and I'm again, using myself as the example <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Case in point, when I was on my second deployment to Iraq, about yes. halfway through, well, we thought it was halfway through, but we got extended. Yeah. So about a third of the way through, right? <laughs> uh, my old man gets real sick. Yeah. And so I had to go, I 
got to come home on emergency leave yes. to see him. They gave they it was like a choice. Right. Do you want to see him before he dies or do you want to see him at the funeral? Right. So I chose option number one. Right. Came home, saw him, shown up, like three or four days after I made it back to Baghdad, yeah. he died. Right. But then we got pulled out of sector for three weeks to do air assault missions mm-hmm. looking for dust ones. Right. So I never had time to process that at all. Right. And I remember the three-week mission set after hearing about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guys who were with me could attest to the fact that I was probably the most driven they'd ever seen me. And I was, like, hyper-violent. Yeah. And it was a good setting to be hyper-violent. Right, right. You needed it. I mean, you were able to harness it and, and use it for something that was was good in the moment. But then 13 years later after I retire, right. anytime I have the thought of my old man, I get pissed. Right. Because right. I never worked through it. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that that you want to avoid because you want to have the thought of whoever the person was that you lost or the change that happened in your life that you feel like has left a hole there. You want to be able to look back and say, that was such a great time or I love that person so much and just a flood of happy memories. And it's hard to get to that point when you are stuck in that cycle of it just makes you angry. It makes you angry. But anger is a stage of grief. I mean, there, there are clinical stages. Right, and right. so, you know, denial, this isn't happening. I, sure. can't, I can't believe this happened. You know, whoever it is is going to walk back through that door or I'm going to get up and go to work right. the next day or, or whatever it is. That denial stage is normal. And, and I think most people are able to get past that one because that person doesn't come back through the right. door. You don't get up in another week and go to the job again. And so there is a force the function, I think, that happens there. But beyond that, I think the anger piece, that, that's normal. It's normal to be, to be angry that something that you love has been taken from you. And something else to key in on that you've already brought up is that it, you, know, you started with it's not always the loss of, of a connection or a human being. Like, you know, let's be a little, what's gloom and right. doom, let's be gloom. It's not yeah. always because someone died. Right. Right. It can be because, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is, and it was something that wasn't really on our radar yeah. until it happened. And it happened to both of us, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I retired from the military, yeah. we didn't realize just how much of our identities were wrapped up in what I did. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then it's like, okay. And it, it is like, it doesn't matter if they have a ceremony. It is unceremoniously over. Yeah. Like one day you just sign your signature right. the last time and you walk away and, and that shit's it. done. And it was really bizarre for me because I realized it for you. Right. I, I recognized the fact that on the last day, it's not going to feel like the last day. It's not going to seem like the last day. There's there's going to be all the feelings. There's going to be the denial, you know, the anger, the kind of the acceptance, working through the sadness but what's it. what's funny about it but, is it's a it's an end state you actively pursue right. that you're excited about right. for your entire career, and then you get it, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Right, nailed it. Right, and I was excited for it too. It's a whole new stage of our life. But together. you don't realize that it's tied up to a lot of grief, right? Because you're just supposed to be happy, right? Right. Like on my side, it was like, well, if I'm not a military wife, if I'm not supporting, right, everything that you're doing. Who am I? Right. And and what do I do? And what what is my cause? Where you know what do I where do I fit in? Right. Because every every woman I had known at that point was another military spouse. Yes. And and I you know it's like 
summer hits in school and all your friends get pulled away. Right. You know? Everyone moves. <laughs> right. It's over. <laughs> and, and so there was a level of grief that happened for me. And it's, you know, occasionally I think we both still feel waves of it. In fact, we were talking about it the other day. It's like, you know, you scroll through Facebook or Instagram and you see pictures of, you know, people getting ready to go to the ball. Right. And it's like, oh man, that was so fun. And then it's like, why do they get to still do it? And I want to do it. That's one of the weird things too about grief is that, you know, stuff you used to maybe even lament. Right. Like I remember having to get ready to like, the ball, well, it was always a great time when yes. the battalion had functions. It was still like, fuck. Right. I don't want to get my shit together. I right. don't want to have to, you know. Yes, it was a lot of work get dressed. for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> pain in the ass, man. Right. And it was like, you didn't want to, and then you always had a good time. Yeah. Like, a much better time than you even imagined that you would. Right. But it's stuff that you would, I mean, I can tell you, like, I've been pissed off that I don't get to spend the day at the range. And there were certain days on the range, I was like, fuck this, is this ever going right. to end? Right. But it's like you you even miss things that you didn't like or thought you didn't like. You thought you didn't like right. at the time. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it, it applies in so many things. You know, your your kids are going from high school to college or, you know, maybe they're getting married and that changes the dynamic of things. And it really, I think grief really comes in when there is that big dynamic shift. Right. And you have to be able to work through all the different phases so if you're feeling sad, then feel sad. And why are you feeling sad? And But what can you do that is going to move you out of feeling sad and into recognizing what the good that's coming out of this and is? And that's an important distinction that you, you bridge the gap there with recognize what's going to come out of this. Right. I think what happens a lot of times, right, whether it's grief or whatever, like, you know, negative head junk that's weighing you down, people, they, they have their little life hack. When, I, when I'm feeling blue, right. I just listen to zippity doo dah, right. and I'm I'm got a right. bluebird on my shoulder all day. It doesn't work, <laughs> right. dude. It doesn't work. You have to be able to hunt the good stuff from the situation you're in, right. To push past the initial parts of grief. I mean, because the the end state, just so because we're going through the steps. The last one's acceptance, right. right? Right. And a big part of acceptance is identifying the good aspects of this change, whether it's. Like everyone's like, oh, there's no good that can come from someone passing. I look, I've lost a lot of people yes. in my life, and while it's a tragic thing every it time is. it's happened, I can always point to something positive that came from it. As right. terrible as that sounds, as someone's still breathing on the planet, yeah, there's always something that you can look at, whether it was for the team, for the family, for yourself personally, that right. you learned that made things better. Right, right, I, and I think you know you have to you have to believe that you're still here for a reason. And so it is important for you to get through these steps because there are people that are going to be looking to you for help to understand how are they supposed to move on. Right. I mean, within a family unit, if it's someone that you've lost in your family and you're working through it together, you have you have to be able to hold hands and, you know, you don't have to rush anybody. Right. But, but if you are, if you're faster through one of the stages than someone else, you are a beacon for them to be able to move forward. And for people that are outside your family, you know, that maybe it's acquaintance, maybe it's just somebody that follows you on social or, you know, they, a friend of a friend has mentioned your story, being able to move through the stages, being able to find something that is okay right. in the moment, no matter what stage you're in, ab about just being is a light for other people 
and gives them hope that there is an end to the feeling that they're having in the moment. Right. And I think, you know, one of the important things, and we've touched on a little bit already, is like there's no shortcut on this. Right. I mean, you can do it quick if you are a person that does it quickly. Right. You can take a little longer if it takes you longer. But there's no life hack. There's no, no shortcut. No. There's no... You have to work through it. Right. Because it's like anything else. If you... If you're working on a project for work and you do steps A, B, and D, but right. you skip over C, like it's not complete. Right. It's not going to work. It's not going to function. Right. You're this still is, you're going to have to go back. It's a process that you have to do in order. Yes. In order to right. move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And the other thing too is that I think even after you get to the acceptance point, you are doing mini grief cycles when you have those memories of Right. Whatever it was. Right. And, but because you have worked through it, you know what the next step is. You know what to tell yourself. You know the hope that is waiting for you. And so when it's that, you know, the holidays come and, you know, it's so difficult because your grandmother always did a specific thing right. during the holidays. But you have worked through the stages of grief for when she had passed. Now, you might have a flash of anger and a flash of, you know, just really heavy sadness, but there's also, you know, this, this long-standing acceptance and hope that, oh, I'm, I want to create that exact same feeling for my family because it was so special and look how much it impacted me. And that's how I'm keeping her legacy alive is by continuing these traditions that we've created. And the other thing too is a lot of people you know, I, I don't know if it's the nature of work we do or if we're, <laughs> we're just, you know, more tuned into stuff like this, but there's a lot of people in, in a lot of swirl right yes, now that we know and that we see and it's like shit. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times what happens when people are in the midst of swirl, when they're in the midst of transition, they're in the midst of grief mm -hmm. is they try and fill it in with a bunch of shit. Yeah. Right. They yep. try and get real busy. Yeah. And they, they may even start building things and mm -hmm. like, you know, it looks like, oh shit, they, they got through that pretty right, quick. They're and fine. They're, Man, you are building that shit on shaky foundation. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just saying right. that the person who didn't process through the stages of grief is the one building it, and they're still going to be there when it's successful. And you're, you, you didn't save yourself any ass pain right. by not working through it in the right. moment. Right. And I think that what you just said is probably one of the biggest things is that people are like, I'm just not going to do it. Right. I'm just going to go gonna on. It. I'm just going to go. And it'll be fine. And. It doesn't, it won't last. We, we've talked about this, you know, what I'm going to say now in, in reference to another thing, but it is like a little nuclear bomb planted yes. inside your brain. It is. That is going to detonate probably at the worst possible fucking time. <laughs> right. That's and just it, and how it's it seems to And it's going to fucking take you down. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean everything's going to go to shambles. It just means like you, you're not done with that yet. Right. You're not done until you're done. And even when you're done, right. like you just said, it's always going to be something. Right. And but that's okay. Right. I think that that's the other thing that I would say about the whole thing, not to derail your point, but is that it is okay. It's right. okay to be really angry about a loss. It's okay to be really sad. It's okay to, to want to, you know, pull inward. It's okay to feel like you need to go outward and spend a lot of time with people. It's okay to, to be busy, but you have to be able to, to really work through the feelings. I mean, there's just no other way around it and yeah, it can't be bullshit right and it a lot of times is not necessarily a private thing unfortunately right. i think a lot of people want to do it privately they want to keep it to themselves they they don't want to talk about how badly it hurts they don't want to talk about you know all all the things that they feel like they're missing now 
but sometimes by actually vocalizing those to, you know, a, a close friend, a professional, you are you're actually releasing some of right. that pain. Just hearing it out in space sometimes really does break kind of that bondage that grief will tie you up in and hold you. But what's interesting so often, I find this a lot when I'm working with clients, when they're dealing with some sort of grief issue, and I'll, I'll let them just unload. Like I say, right. diarrhea of the mouth, let's hit it, you yeah. know? And they'll they'll talk through what, in, in their frame, mm-hmm. you know, is the saddest tale ever. Right. And it is. It sucks. Yes. But they are unable to pick out all the magic from it, all the amazing right. things from it. Right. And it's like, you know, when you can get to that end of that story and go, yeah, but what about this, 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 this? And they go, oh, I, I missed it. Yeah. You right. will miss the good stuff. Yes. Because you're not through sadness yet, right? right. You're not through. <laughs> right. But once you get past that anger and sadness, it's like, okay, shit, hold on. Right. It's like, you know, with my old man, mm-hmm. because I was the closest to him. Of anybody I've lost, like, right. we were we were close. When he first passed away, I, I had a ton of regret. Yeah. Because I was a rebellious youth, and he was a grumpy old man. And, <laughs> you know, we clashed and didn't yes. talk for, like, six years. Yeah. And then, you know, so I remember, you're right, I had to say it out loud mm-hmm. to you and say, hey, look, like, I feel like a shit because I, you know, cut sling on him for six yeah. years. And you were like, yeah, but think about, like, how much better you guys when you came back together. And I was like, oh, fuck, I totally missed the forest for the trees on that, man. Yeah. And so you're right. Like, it is wildly important to not try and do this, you know, inside your little own bubble because it doesn't work. Right. Because it's just bouncing back. Right. Your bubble just hurts right, right. now. <laughs> you can only hear it and process it one way. Right. It takes an objective opinion sometimes whether it's a coach, a counselor, a family member, whatever it is, to go, okay, I feel you. That right. sucks. This is really hard. But you're missing all this great stuff. Right, right. You're, you are missing the person that they have led you to be. Through this journey, you have learned these things. You have gained the strength of. You have found weaknesses. Right. You have met people. You know, I mean, when my grandmother passed, she was someone I was really close with. Right. And... um I didn't, I was not able to go to the funeral. We had just had a baby like a week prior and it was just not possible to fly and do all the things. And she was a meticulous planner. I'm strange. She didn't have that one sorted. (laughs) You know, she she probably was like, damn it for him. You should have known better. That's right. That's totally her jam. You should have done it a different time. (laughs) But it was a beautiful thing because I know had I been at the funeral, I would have been an absolute disaster. Right. Because she really was somebody that was like my best friend. Right. And, but instead, I got to write something which is, you know, something that comes from my heart. I, writing things is, is my, you know. It's definitely your outlet. (laughs) It's definitely something that I use to work through feelings. But so I got to write something and revise it and revise it and revise it until it was exactly what I wanted, exactly what I would have wanted to say to her and about her. And then someone else got to read it for me. (laughs) And so, and it was perfect because it wasn't, while being riddled with emotion would have been great, it would have, it would have ruined it for me personally. And so to have been able to do that and have it put out in a way that was, in my opinion, really beautiful, gave me great closure and great happiness right. thinking of, you know, her in the ethers, hearing what I had to say. Not only that, but hearing in the ethers what you had to say about her and knowing that you're at home with your baby. Yes. She would have been, you know, cloud nine, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the, the crazy thing about that, I don't, 
I don't know why I have to, I have to share it, but she, she had been sick and we kind of knew that the end was coming. And when we found out that we were pregnant, she was overjoyed and said that, um, that this baby was going to be her replacement on earth, right. which was really touching to me because she was such a good, yeah. such a good human just in the world. And our last child is incredible. Yeah, she, is. <laughs> she is. She is a, a special breed. She is quick. <laughs> yeah, and that was definitely is. something that Francis was, was <laughs> hyper quick. Like she could chop you up yeah. and not even know what happened. <laughs> but what's interesting is, is hearing you talk about that now. Cause yeah. I remember it was not easy. Yeah. And you know, it's similar with how I, I can process and talk about my old man now. Yeah. It's like when you speak about her now, right. It's nothing but good things. Right. It's, it's only, you're not sad, sad. Right. Right. You know, and it's like when I talk about my old man now, like, I, yeah, I, I can sum it up so quick. When somebody's like, what was he like? He's a fucking gangster. He's a gangster. That's what <laughs> you always say. You yeah. know? Yeah. But, and he was. He was yeah. one of the strongest, coolest, funniest. Baddest humans to yeah. ever walk he would. Earth. He would stand toe-to-toe with anybody that was doing the wrong thing. In and he would hug you bigger right. and harder than anybody else. But you he, have to go through all the other stuff. Yes. Because it's like just now. Yeah. We're, we're both experiencing, right. oh, shit, right. you know. <laughs> Little mini grief cycles. <laughs> but because we've processed through the yeah. stages the correct way and actually done it and shared emotions with other humans and, like, worked through it, right. we can sum it up with, she was an incredible human being on yes. the planet, and I can go, he was a fucking gangster. Right. And we can do the rest of our day without being destroyed by emotion. Yes, exactly. And I think, I think people, are, there is a question of, like, well, how do I know if, I, if I'm okay. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, you may never be air quote okay right. with whatever the, you know, dynamic change in your life was. But just like you're saying, you get to have the conversation, you get to relay the stories, you get to have the conversations about these people or these times of life situations, and you're not destroyed for the right. rest of the day. You you get to move on and go, man, I'm glad I got to talk about that situation. And I think the other thing that I want to touch on real quick, I don't want to go deep because I think we might wind up covering this, <laughs> um, is the reality is when you have a loss, yeah. whether it's a human, whether it's a career, wh- whatever big chunk of who you are mm-hmm. takes a step away from your life, Yep, it is traumatic. Yes. Okay, that is the... That is the word I want everyone to just focus on for right. a minute. And when you don't deal with trauma, yeah. you can get post-traumatic stress. It's <laughs> fucking crazy right. how that works. Yeah. But people yeah. don't equate. Like, they think trauma just means physical injury. Right. Or, I was in a car accident. <laughs> and, and, you know, just in the last 50 years, they've started to equate it to, oh, you can see some shit and be traumatized. Right. And But loss is traumatizing as well. Yes. And so we're talking about the same thing. This is mental trauma that happens to right. you. And if you don't deal with it, if you don't unfuck yourself on the front end, you are in big trouble later. You know, yes. and I, we'll go into it probably in another episode, mm. but it is part of why I can get up every day and not be a wreck yeah. from some of the shit I saw. Right. Because right. I can go, what do I always say? Oh, that was what? <laughs> that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Yeah. Big fucking deal, right? right? <laughs> right. But you've got to process. But it you have to, get to process there. it, and it doesn't mean that it's not still emotional. I right. think you're you are never going to not feel emotional about the situation, right? Or the person, of course, or, or whatever. Sure. it is. I mean, when you walk out most of the worst parts of the Bible, right, in seventy two hours, yeah, 
that's going to fuck up your head. Right. But you've got to be able to keep living on the planet. You've got to be able to chalk yes. it up to that was Tuesday. Right. It doesn't mean you're not you're still going to get hit occasionally, right? There's some, <laughs> right. some days, some weeks, yeah. some parts of the year where I'm like, hmm. Yeah. But you can't let it consume you. And the only way to get past that is yes. to work through it. Is to work through it. And it's hard. And, and it is work. Yes. It is work. <laughs> and, and there are some days that you have to force yourself to do the work. Right. It's worth it. It is worth it to do the work, to, to talk to somebody, to really explore how you're feeling, even if it doesn't make sense to you. I think there's people get caught up in that, too, where it's like, it doesn't make sense that I'm so whatever the right. feeling is. Right. It's fine. You feel that way. That's acceptable. And the, it, the, the bummer part is when people get stuck in it. Right. And, and it just becomes a swirl, and then it be, just becomes part of who they are, and everybody knows them as so-and-so who has the you know, what's, problem. What's stri- it just kind of dawned on me. We've touched on this before a little bit, but it doesn't have to be a loss. Right. Okay? Yeah. Like, when I retired, I was gaining freedom. Yeah. Right? right. But I've seen people encounter grief from a promotion. Yes. Because the team they worked with isn't the same. Yeah. Because the job they were doing functionality-wise is not the same. They have grief because they left behind what they loved and were good at for yes. better. Right. Right? No, I mean, I can completely identify with, you know, in the in the health coaching, fitness coaching that I do, there are women who they have wanted nothing more in their life than to have a baby. They have the baby and they are having major grief about the changes in their body, the right. changes in their mind, the changes maybe in relationships, because there is there is a lot that changes when you have a baby and it 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 causes grief. Yeah. And it sounds crazy because this is what I've wanted. Right. This is, you know, we've been trying to have this baby and here we are. And now we actually have the, our bundle in our arms and it's like, I love this baby and I hate everything else about me and that is and it it you know you know some people might be shocked or angry that i would say that but that's just the truth sure you you love that baby so much but every time you walk past the mirror you're like oh my gosh i can't i can't right (laughs) i'm not me anymore right and you do you have and it really is that kind of fourth trimester that happens in in the pregnancy world and i think that affects men equally <laughs> because I think there's an expectation that the baby's going to be born. Everybody's going to kind of heal up right. from whatever the process was and it's all going to go back to normal and it doesn't, it doesn't go back to normal. Things are wrong. <laughs> asshole. Right. Things are forever changed. <laughs> yeah. And there's some grief that both parties have to work through to move forward. And it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be worse. It, there it's is the, different. Right. The potential is it could be Way better. Sure. But whatever it is, it is a new situation. Now you've got a partner to be like, your mom's crazy, right? Right. Like, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> but that's, I think that's the, you know, the point is, is that it's not necessarily the loss of life. It's not, it is, it is any kind of change right. that you feel like maybe you don't have control over. And that is where the grief starts to sink in. And so here's where it becomes counterintuitive for people and why they don't work through it. Right. Glad you said that. Yeah. The hardest thing when it comes to working through grief, anything for that matter, but you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable Yeah. with another human being. Yes. You have to. Right. You have to. And here's the deal. That's, that's why I have my job because yeah. sometimes like I've been there where you don't have another human in your network that you feel comfortable with. Like I need a stranger. I yeah. need someone who isn't going to judge me. Doesn't right. know what I, you know, th- they just need to hear this trauma and yeah. help me unfuck myself. Yeah. Just objectively listen. 
But whether it's a professional or a peer or a family member, a friend, whatever, you're going to have to be vulnerable yes. to get better. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. That's tough because everyone's like, you know, stiff upper lip, got to push through. Gotta, <laughs> right. Especially like the example you just used, like for a new mom to say they're feeling grief because of the, like, right. you expect people to, oh, they're going to chastise me. They're gonna, you <laughs> right. have to be vulnerable enough to share yeah. that with someone to get past it. Right. And I think that hung me up for a long time. I wasn't right. able to say like, I hate the way I look right now. I hate the way I feel right now. I hate, you know, I mean, it. it's... It's bizarre. If you've not ever had a baby, it's right. bizarre. It is, it's like an out-of-body experience. And I know that there are other, you know, if you, even, you know, you've broken your ankle and now you're not able to do some some of the things you're able to do before. Right. And and while it is a limited period of time, your, your you know, post-pregnancy is also a limited amount of time. And I think those, you have to look at the situation that you're in and say, it is going to change. Here's a dumb I example, am but I'm going to use feel it differently. Just because you brought up a physical thing. Yeah. So this is a true story. You know this. And I, it was my second follow-up after spine surgery that I finally addressed it with my yeah. surgeon. But so like you're, you're afraid, right? You're afraid mm -hmm. you, to do something, to function the way you could before. Right. Things are a little, uh, I'm not sure I can even do that. Right. And for me, after spine surgery, this is true. You know this. It's a little... <laughs> It's funny now, but <laughs> I was like real scared to bend over to wipe my own ass. <laughs> but because when you try to move in that, yes, it's like, well, it's that bending over and good. twisting. Yeah. And so it was like my second problem was like, look, dude, you got to tell me I'm okay to do this right? <laughs> because this is a function that has to happen yes. on a regular basis. <laughs> right. and he's like, you're fine. He's like, I know it feels like you're going to tear everything apart. Yeah. You're fine. I was like, okay. But I had to be vulnerable yes. to go, dude, I'm not comfortable wiping my own ass. Right. For him to go, you're totally fine. You're right. not going to undo the surgery. But that that is, I mean, I think that's such a huge point is to be able to identify like, okay, I'm really afraid of this. I'm really feeling this. I just need you to tell me in, right. in your professional opinion. <laughs> but as a, as a non- I, I'm, you know, moderately intelligent and I know how to use Google. Right. I knew the answer was yes. I was fine. I knew yes. in my bones and in my brain that it was okay and that I could do it. Yep. But I needed someone else to tell me it was okay. It was okay. And a lot of times when we're dealing with this kind of stuff, like you just need someone to partner with you and tell you, yeah, it's okay. It's you okay. can do that thing again. Right. Definitely. Like I remember with you, you know, when you're like, I, we, you finally share with me, like, I don't feel like me anymore. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you feel like you to me. You know? <laughs> right. And I was like, oh. Okay, right. that helps. You know? <laughs> Say it again. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I think that's really true. There and, and now we do it for each other just on days where maybe you're just at a low point for whatever reason. You just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I'll walk up to you and I'll say, I need you to. I need you to give me a hug and tell me I'm pretty. Right. And and right. you do, and you do it well. You know? I do. And, and I appreciate it. You know, it just, you know, and there there are things that, like for you where it's like, you know, I need to I need to tell you how handsome you are and how smart you are and how much I respect you and, you know, because yes, just lie to me. <laughs> that's, that's what it's that's what a relationship that is, is found out. not true. Just that lies. Is, no. <laughs> but it, it, we only got there. Yeah. Because we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable. Right. Because there were things hanging us up, you know, and that's that's really what the end state on this one is. Right. If you're ever going to process through these stages yes. of grief appropriately and efficiently and effectively, right. you're going to have to involve someone else. 
Yeah. And you have to be vulnerable and let them know, like, this sucks. Yep. You got to feel the feelings. You got to be able to put your feelings into some kind of words and then hear what the other person has to say. Yep. You don't have to put a time limit on it. You don't have to be healed from whatever loss in six months or a year or 18 months or whatever it is. But I think when you are going through a situation and you want to be healed, there you need to be able to see some forward progress. Right. You need to be able to see that light at the end of the tunnel and keep moving forwards. That doesn't mean that a step back is bad. Right. You can think of it more like a cha-cha. <laughs> and, but keep moving forward. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to let you close it with the cha-cha line. I think yeah. that's gold. So let's go there. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. hope you took something away from it. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.